Hello, hello, George, and we are back. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Back, back, back again. <laughs> I am so excited. Um, it's been a, a weird couple of weeks where we're, we're moving to a bigger spot. Um, you know, just work Wait, just, Who's we? Because we, we are staying put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, my, me, Lauren, and the kids moving to a bigger spot. We, we woke up one morning and said, oh, we've outgrown this place. Oh, the lease is up in two months. Oh, let's look for a place. Oh, look, how nice this place is. Okay, press contact, you know, seller or whatever. And we did. And they called back within a couple hours, and all of a sudden, we're moving on Saturday. So, yeah, everything moved really, really, really fast, and we're going to a bigger space, and we're really, really excited. So, um. I'm so glad that we've been on this journey with this book because it's, it's having an effect on my life and how I handle situations and I'm seeing a huge difference with something like this, like a move and how anxious and stressed I would be in the past and how I am not like that now and it's because of my attitude toward it. So, you know, uh, so that's basically, you know, what, what's been going on. Um, and how are you, George? Dude, I am um, doing very well. Mm-hmm. I'm doing very yes, well. You are. Um, it is. Um, it continues to like the book continues to reveal itself, and the lessons that we're learning continue to manifest themselves in ways that I am like shocked. Yeah, shocked. And when, and when I'm and when I'm like consciously applying a lesson that I that I read or like a quote that I heard or like a, you know the things that we remember the things that we say I consciously apply it right like I think about it and I'm like, okay I'm this is I'm going to use this moment to do exactly this mm-hmm. and then for it to fucking play out exactly how he says it does that's what I'm talking about dude like. It is, it is, it's very gratifying. It is, it is, I feel like I'm going to cry a lot in this episode. I don't know what's wrong with me. I was like, it is a freedom that I never, like, I guess considered going to be possible. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. To be free of like, to be free of the need to worry, because we worry, but then you realize how to filter that energy and relieve yourself of it, like, which something that used to take you know maybe a couple minutes, now it's like, yep, no, yep, 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 so good, man, so good, good, and and you know we get to chapter six. And, yes. you know, I, I, I read how it opens and I get emotional. I get emotional because in, in, in my therapy work, I'm constantly telling, and I know I've said this in previous episodes, but I'm constantly telling my patients, we start with awareness and, and they sometimes look at me like, well, yeah, duh, you know, like I don't pay you for you to tell me that. I knew that. 
But you know how many people understand the word, but they don't understand this, what to do with that awareness. Like that's what, and so I, I, you know, and then I opened up chapter six and it says the beginning, well, chapter six is called breaking free. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, so it starts and it starts explaining that the beginning of freedom from the pain body, which is what we talked about in chapter five. So the beginning of freedom from the pain body lies, first of all, in the realization that you have a pain body. Now, a person could read that and read right through it and just be like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, and keep going. They don't understand that this is, this is the shit right here. This is the moment where you, the whole concept of separating the thought from the ego, the whole thing of like taking a witnessing or witness stance to your life, right? Getting outside of yourself and, and looking at yourself from the outside looking in and having an awareness is the essential first step. So you're aware that you feel something. Now you have something to work with. You're aware that you have the pain body. You realize that you have the pain body. Now you can do something about it. Now you can detect it. Now you can sense it. Now you know when it's triggered. Now you, now you have the ability to pr- something that's presented itself and, you know, it's like if a car broke down, you just stare at the engine, hoping that the engine's going to tell you what's wrong with it. No, you have to go and see what's wrong. Once you know what's wrong, now you know what tools you need. Now you know what you can do. Now you know how you can react. Now you can, now you can do something about it. So um, I love how I mean, it opens I, up. I mean, just understanding that you are not the pain body. Right. It is not you experiencing that. Like, you are... You are so much greater than that. Yes, that's a great this, way. That, that's this experience, way these experiences that you're having, these moments you're feeling, these these collective, you know, year after year, experience after experience, things after thing, trigger after trigger that has accumulated to create this like knot, this this ball, this tension, this cancer, this tumor, this this pain body is not you. Like to know that there is a separation. Which is why I love the quote that he says in the beginning, or like he talks about it, I think on the podcast, where he's like, I thought to myself, I can no longer live with myself like this, or I can't keep doing this. And like, and so for you to, I mean, for the, for, and everyone has felt that, right? Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, who are you talking to in that moment? Yeah. Who is that you're talking to? Because there's, it's not you talking to just yourself. There is something within it. There's some, that voice is, that, that, that message is coming from, the true man, like that, from you in that moment. Like you see yourself going through the crisis. You see yourself going through the, having anxiety, and you're like, "No, we yeah. can't do that anymore. No, we can't be doing that right now." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, that is that understanding that, like you said, is so fucking critical. Um, yeah. To be your consciousness free. Your conscious presence. Your conscious presence is what breaks the identification with the pain body. It's for everything that we've learned. One of the easiest, like, and a super easy tool to like pull me out when I feel it coming is to be like, "Where am I? And what am I doing right now?" Mm-hmm. You know, like, if I'm thinking about something else and I'm not, and that something else is causing me great anxiety, great pain, great tension, great anger, great, you know, sadness. 
And it's not where I'm at because in, right now I'm in, I'm in my laptop at my house doing my work. Yeah. That's where I'm at. That, and just that, that ability to just like harness yourself and pull yourself out of whatever, whatever you're going through in your mind, which is not where you're at. You're right. never there until you're there. And the times that you're actually like having those issues go on are so rare and far between. Yep. Yeah. And they're always worse in your head than they are in real life. Like, I've had yeah. moments where, like, things I feel like are going to come up, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And it never pans out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourself. Because I will make my, because my ego will make it, like, it'll be an apocalypse. It'll be doomsday. It'll be the meteor coming in three minutes, and we need to save the world. Like, that is how yeah, those feelings are. And the, yeah, the ego holds resentment toward everything. The ego holds resentment, and therefore, you know, it's going to say, oh, we've, we've experienced this before, and it was bad, and it's coming, so be ready. Yeah, and the notion that it is your conscious presence that breaks identification with the pain body is so true. Like, you cannot be upset about the shit that's happened to you when you're just exactly where you focus on where you're at and what you're doing in that moment, whether it's your exercise or whether it's washing your dishes, whether it's, you know, making love to your partner, you know, going dancing, whatever, driving your car. Like that's the moment that you are focused on where you're at and you can feel like, feel the pulse in your body, feel the, you know, the air on your skin. Like you are aware of what is sensory where you're at. There is the freedom from that anxiety. There is that freedom from the pain body. It's right there in that moment. I love that. I always love, I love that. that too. I love that too. And even like in yeah. chapter six, it's oh, and like the, he he brings it up again to remind us like that is the key. Yep. It is. It is a turning point. It's a turning point, and this is what people and our listeners. Thank you for listening and always coming back and listening to us. But this okay. is where. This is what our listeners need to understand and, and what we are processing internally is what we project out. So if you've ever asked yourself a question like, why do I keep attracting these people? Why do, my, why do I always end up making friends with people that are like X, Y, Z and they end up, you know, screwing me over or they end up forgetting about me or they end up you know, treating me bad when they're around other people or why do I keep dating the same kind of person? And, oh, you know, just that, that X type of person just always comes to me because you know that I just always attract that. Okay. We've heard this before. We might, mm -hmm. we've been guilty of saying it. We've heard friends say it. I hear it all day long, you know, and what people need to understand that, you know, is okay. The awareness part. And then the, and then the this is the turning point to understand that whatever, work you're doing internally is going to determine what you project out. And what you project out determines what you or who you attract. So he, he talks, Eckhart talks about how every human being emanates an energy, an energy field that co corresponds to his or her inner state. And most people can sense it. That's to me, in my opinion of this book, that's the turning that's the turning point that if you can grasp this concept, if you ever have asked yourself those questions or if you claimed something like this always happens to me or 
we, you know, I always get stuck with the shit or, you know, well, yeah, you do, but it's not because of what anybody did to you. It's because of what you are projecting out. Therefore, that's what you're attracting. I mean, isn't that a golden rule? Like, do unto others as you want unto yourself, almost? I mean, I know that's like the outward expression of it, but like, think right. about it. If you have an internal monologue that is defeatist, that is anxious, then the likelihood is that you're going to perpetuate that energy and you're going to find yourself around people that will either take advantage of you or use that against you or find a way to, like, I don't know, bring that more of that out. Like, you are seeking what you are thinking. Like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Like, or self-perpetuating, a self-perpetuating behavior where you're just manifesting the things that you say you don't want, but you're not changing your behavior. Like, you cannot have a different life if you don't fucking change the life that you are living. You can't be a different person if you don't change the decisions that you make. And if you're not aware of the why that you do it and what, what like, and why you do the things that you do or why that you think the way that you think, I don't think that you're able to, like, make that snap decision or make that conscious decision to change. You have right. to be, there has to be a willingness to do it, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Willingness is everything. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, I, I, I often find myself hearing people say things like, like, struggling with, you know, struggling with anxiety, struggling with, you know, what's to come in the future and, and not being, and, and you can see the, them trying to like hold on or grasp to something to like make them feel better about it. But there's nothing really there because they're so focused on the possibility of all the things that could happen and whatever, instead of just being like, well, you're not there, but you're not there right now. You're right now you're, you're driving in your car. So just, just get to where you're going and do what you need yeah. to do. And don't worry about How can you not worry about it? Like I get the whole, like, how can you not worry about it? Cause trust me, it's easy for me to, it's, it's always easy for me to be like in the present moment when I've got something to fucking do. It's <laughs> why mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nights are rough. What, what are they? Why nighttime night? is rough for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the nighttime when there's all, the only thing left to do is to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes can get, can be difficult. And like there are, yes, I meditate and I like calm myself and I find I focus on my breath and I center myself and I usually can get over it. But that's where I have found myself to be. Um, have had the most the hardest time being there not getting letting my brain you know not letting my brain run away with you know the thoughts right like i think i've broken free every like there was a while there that i was like i got this like mm-hmm. we're good and then like sure enough like here comes everything starts to go and it starts to land the ship and i'm just like oh oh god oh <laughs> oh no uh, <laughs> And then I'm just trying to like trying to find like this. Oh, I call it the sleepy train. Like if I miss the sleepy train, it takes another like 90 minutes for it to come back around. That's right. <laughs> okay, here comes the sleepy train. Okay, don't think about that thing that you thought about last. Oh, there it is again. Uh, it just pops <laughs> in your head. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and I I just believe that. Uh, people struggle with sleep or people struggle with relationships. I mean, it all comes to this, like, you know, separation and detaching from, from the pain body, you know? And, uh, you know, like there's this part where he writes, there's nothing you can do about the fact 
that at this moment, this is what you feel, right? So it's true, you know, like there's nothing, you feel a certain way. So, you know, in, in, in a cognitive behavioral therapy, that's when the thought presents itself, right? Automatic thoughts, we can't control it, right? The thoughts just pop into our head and you're going to feel it, you're, you know, you're going to react a certain way about to it. And, and at that moment, it is what you feel. Now, instead of wanting this moment to be different from the way it is, which adds more pain to the pain that is already there. So let me just read that again, because I, I, I feel like there's a lot of things that I know that I passed through quickly when I was reading and didn't connect, and I, this is one of those. Because, all right, I'll, I'll just say it again. Now, instead of wanting this moment to be different than the way it is, mm-hmm. all right, which adds more pain to the pain that is already there. So that is the sulking, right? That is the... I'm choosing not to do anything about it. I'm just going to, I'm choosing to live in it and just kind of drown in this feeling right now. And like, because, why can it be different? Why right. does it have to be this way? Right. And instead, you can just completely accept that this is what you feel right now. And then that gives you the permission to move on to the next thing. Yeah, like... It's, it's almost like we've been taught to or conditioned to resist, and resistance only elongates or, like, makes, that, makes it the anxiety or that, that stuff last even longer. Yes, absolutely. As it extends to, the whole process. It, you know, and I, maybe it's just, like, I don't, I don't know why, but maybe it's cultural conditioning. Maybe it's, like, a warrior mentality that we're supposed to maintain. But, like, submitting or, you know, like, or just like yeah, submission, submission to the the idea that you know like okay, it is what it is, mm-hmm. and I can't do anything about it because it's right. you know it's nine times out of ten like more often in my personal experience those when I can't do something about it it's because it's literally up to somebody else, you know mm-hmm. like. Will I get that job up to somebody else? Will they, will they, will the person that I like, like me back up to somebody else? That's it. Will she say yes when I propose? Up to her, not you. Yeah. Will I get the loan? I don't know. You may not qualify. Right. You know, am I going to, you know, it's up to somebody else a lot of times. And you can only prepare up to a certain point, right? Like, Am I ready for this competition? Well, you've done the training that you've done the training that you're supposed to do, and you've been, you know, then you should you're ready to do it. Like you have, you're ready for the moment that you're in, because that's where you're at. Right. That's it. That's it. But getting getting somebody to do that, I mean, you know, there's there are people who, and if we're talking about men of a certain age, you know, there are men of a certain age who, I mean, were raised. So, I mean, everything we're talking about, this is like Chinese, you know, this is like, you know, and, and everything goes back to the ego. Like, what are you saying? I'm not supposed to be competitive or I'm not supposed to be mad that I lost. I'm not supposed to be mad that I don't feel prepared for the competition. I mean, like, and it's like, that's not, you know, not what we're saying. Not at all. The point is not yeah. to, it's not to, it's not an avoidance right. of it. Not to, you can't avoid something you know to, if, if the goal is to avoid it then 
then you're then you've missed the point you know because it, yeah. it's unavoidable because it's all of these experiences are unavoidable the feelings are going to be unavoidable because it's like you said about cognitive thought or what was that thing you the thing thoughts are you know yeah. automatic. automatic you don't ants. just like breathing ants I'm automatic to, negative I'm thoughts to, i am going to breathe now <laughs> and i will have a conscious thought now you look yeah. here what was the last thing you said? Your, your hair looks nice, Carlos. That is my conscious thought as I look into that. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, this thing's getting, this thing's happening. This is Are you happening. tossing it around? Do you, do you wet it in the shower and like headbangers ball sometimes? Not, not, no, no, right now I'm just following the instruction of my hairdresser and, or hairstylist. That's how I know that you're straight because you don't do hairography in the bathroom listening to Britney Spears. Nope. Sorry, I don't. I just, I just blow dry it and then wait like five minutes and then I know, right? I do, I do like this here, like that, and then just, you know, this is the guitar playing stance right here, you know, like with the hair just right there. Yeah, I was, and I had long hair. I was whipping that thing back and forth, getting it wet, slapping and swinging around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that. Well, it's, it's getting there. So. And so we get to to the part where he starts talking about emotion. I love this. I just I love this so much. Is like we're I mean I feel like we're just geeking out so hard. Yes. Right now and I and I absolutely fucking love it because this shit is life changing. Emotion in itself is not unhappiness. See, well, I'll just finish. Emotion in itself is not unhappiness. Only emotion plus an unhappy story is unhappiness. And, and that's, I mean, I, 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 I love that. I just, lo I love that. And I love watching people get it. Like there's a moment, like people come back it, because people don't see it. Usually you see it first in somebody before they notice it themselves. But like, yeah. I'll have, pa I'll have patients come back and be like, yeah, you know, like, this thing happened and I don't know, like it used to make me anxious, but in the moment I was like, you know, why am I going to connect that? Like, why am I, why does that have to make me unhappy right now? I mean, it's not like whatever. So I just kind of like dodged it, whatever. But anyway, let's talk about my anxiety. And I'm like, you, you, you did it. You did it. You know, like I I'm applauding you and they're like, no, that wasn't a big deal. I'm like, uh, five sessions ago, that was a huge deal. Yeah. Like you weren't capable of doing that. You would have been like angry, throwing shit around, making yourself the victim. Why does this shit always happen to me? You know, and you, you, you had the thought, you had the trigger, you chose to intervene be before you reacted, you rationalized it, you separated yourself from the ego and you just said, that doesn't serve me right now and I'm going to move on. And if it did serve you in that moment, then you would have acknowledged it, you know, and again, it's not avoidance. It's just deciding to not create an unhappy story with an emotion that's created. And the awareness of, of being, and like, I, you, cannot you cannot have that level of, like, that level of processing without, having, without being completely aware and completely in that moment. Right. Right? Because if all of a sudden you were thinking, if the, the moment that the person started up with something, all you thought about was all the times you've been fucked over in the past, Mm -hmm. then guess what you're bringing into that situation? Yeah. 
As opposed well, even to... in the... sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish. Go ahead. No, 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 that that even in like daily application, like look at people. Like if we think about traffic, or we think about people waiting in line at a, at a gas station or something. Or when someone's in a hurry, right? They're not present, right? If someone's in a hurry, where are they? Where they need to go. They're where they need to go. They're in the future. So what what behaviors do we see usually in people that are in a hurry? <sighs> Irritable, Antsy, right? irritable, angry, you know, yeah, like you looking know, around, looking around, yeah, like just a lot of anger, angst, you know, um, and, and it's funny because that's like a little mini capsule, it's like a little demonstration of like, you're, you're feeling like that because you're living in the future, you know, and you don't have a time machine, so that causes frustration, you know, and, uh, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I am a very on-time person. Like, I'm a very timely person, very punctual. And yes, I do get frustrated when I'm late. I do get frustrated when I run into traffic. I do get frustrated when the person in front of me at the gas station is buying a chocolate bar and they're counting their money, like, you know, super slow. And I'm like, dude, you know, yeah, you know, because I'm human, but... There you go. There's the thought. There's a negative thought. I'm choosing to look at this person like the villain or bad guy in my life. They're holding me back. I need to get somewhere. I'm not there yet. I'm going to be late. It's going to look bad. And I'm living in the future. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you don't have to buy your protein bar right now because maybe if you were in a hurry, you wouldn't have stopped here and you would have just gotten in your car and continued going to where you need to get to. But you chose to get out of the car. You chose to pick up a protein bar and now you're in line and all of this was your doing. So why are you mad at the guy in front of you? You know, and because you live in the, when you live in the future, you feel like shit. Yeah. Or like, or, and also, everything personal and you think everything's about you like the guy how dare the guy in front of you decide to like be 30 seconds ahead right and only pull out the change that he has in his pocket heaven forbid yep. you know like as if he's doing that to you that's the other part like the idea that like everything happens to you it's all about you it's the taking things mm-hmm. personally stuff like yep it's just a reframing when you're able to the, having the ability to reframe that narrative and see it in another way ha, is I mean it's it's affirming to how you know to everything that he says here yeah because yeah. I didn't I, I didn't know dude I, honest, I had no fucking clue I didn't I didn't and if I yeah no I didn't get it Mm-hmm. I didn't get it, and like, and then you get it, and then you start to think about it, and you start to like apply it, and then you see it happening over and over again. And you're like, oh yeah, there it is again, there it is again. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. oh shit. shit. And, and then you then see that's... other people, and then you're like, oh, and then you realize that the things that you see in other people are the shit is the shit that you hate about yourself, and the shit that keeps mm-hmm. you held back. And you're like, fuck. Okay, yeah. got it. He's right. He's right. Yeah, and that's that's why you know one of the one of the most beautiful things that I've, that I heard and and recently and started doing is you know try to find pieces of yourself in other people. It'll change the way you interact with them. 
And it's so true, like what you're saying, like you'll see, you'll recognize things about yourself and other people and it changes, it changes, changes the way you treat the person, you know? You know what the interesting thing about like understanding egoic behavior? It's twofold. It's understanding where like the the negative can come and eat away at you and chew away at you and create a huge hole, but also how like the positive can create like a very false sense of satisfaction, and yeah. to be conscious of the decision, uh, be conscious of like those thoughts as well. Like when you're doing something that perpetuates that feeling, like am I doing this because I want to feel better than somebody else, or like? I'm not feeling good, so I need to do this other thing. Are we good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I thought there was a dog emergency, but there's not. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. good. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, you've got to be, I think it's important to be mindful of the two because one inevitably will feed the other. Right. You know, it's easy to be conscious of, like, you know, bad ego shit, but, you know, Anything, you know, the positive, when, when the, I guess, like, like, when positive things start to, like, if you receive it and you do, and it, and it manifests in a way that you start to feel better then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that's yep. that whole thing. Like, and I've, or like, you, I've, yeah, that. It's important. It's important. It is important. It's important because listen, I like listen. I've had a I've had a dramatic change in the way in my appearance, mm-hmm. and yeah, let's talk about that. that. Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, look, I, I feel right. I, I I feel I feel more confident in the way that I look than I ever have in my entire life. Forty one years old, I feel better and I look better than I think I ever have ever before, and I would have to agree with you on that. When you talk about, you know, understanding how your ego manifests and you're also, like, trying to balance this, like, remember that? Did you ever see the Minardi Professor? Yeah. With Eddie Murphy? Yeah. When he, like, loses all the way and he becomes, like, Eddie Murphy the comedian and he's like, spandex! Everything spandex! I just <laughs> naked. Everything naked. Like, show it, show it, show it, show it, show it. And it was to get like this kind of like attention because it felt good like to 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 see that you know and yeah. to realize that it's like oh yeah I gotta I gotta I gotta curtail this too and some you know people might tell me George no like live your best life like it's self care like you're doing it for you no one you're not harming anybody um, and. What I, my response is, well, if I'm having a hard time with the bad shit, but I'm using it to like, to like, I don't know, manipulate my feelings into feeling better about myself, then I, it's, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost yeah, like, that's right. you know, like, it's like a person who's like, I'm going to do a low carb diet, but I'm also going to, you know, cheat every weekend. You're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> right. Like you, you'll like you'll you'll do well, and then you'll just like slip back up, and you'll end up right where you started again. Like I don't feel like you can get out of that. Yeah, I mean you can sure. deal with like I don't know, and it was it's just it's something that like is that was like that I was dealing with in the last couple like weeks. Yeah. So, but here's the question. Yeah. Anything spandex or? I mean. <laughs> 
I was wearing Speedos 30 pounds ago and feeling fine about it. And now I'm wearing yeah. like the same Speedos, 30 pounds less, feeling even better about it. Not worried yeah. about it. And, you know, listen, I, long, I, I lost about 100 pounds 10 years ago, right? And on the, when I was on the other side of that, I felt like, I felt like the fucking king peacock. I was like, I got this, y'all. Like, ah, talk to me about how to lose weight, y'all. You need fitness advice, you need nutrition advice. Let me tell you how to do it. It's called two things. One is CrossFit, and two is do not eat a carb. The end. Super simple. And then a year later, I had gained about 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> And no one was asking me about nutritional advice, you know? And, um, but it's, so, like, I, I, I knew what that was like, right? And so to see this kind of thing kind of, like, happening again, and it all really coming to, like, dude, there is, there's a reason that it's happened as quick, like, yes, I, the quarantine has been since March, and yes, we've been solely at home, and yes, I've been out here and I've been more active, but... We started this six weeks ago, and the transformation in the last six weeks has been, I mean, it made it all the difference. Like, I really lost, I mean, I know that I pretty much lost, like, I think I lost, like, the last 10, the last 10, 15 pounds in that time. And it was just, I'm sure that my change in mindset, my change in perspective, I'm sure that this whole, this, what we've done with this book um, has had a tremendous impact. Do you that. feel that, that it's had an impact on how you eat? Like, and I'm not talking about what you eat. I'm talking about, like, in the behavior of eating. Yes, 100%. I've never been a person that has been... I've always... When you're unconscious in the behavior... When you're unconscious in your life, and you're... You are, like... You're in the passenger seat, right? Because uh, the, the ego's in driver's seat, so then you're in the passenger seat. So right. the ego's driving the machine. And you're just, I would just say, you're just, I would just say, I would be eating and drinking and all of the substance abuse issues, all of the eating, you know, the up and down yo-yoing and, and the binging and like some days I would be perfect with my macros and other days I'd just be like, today's a bad day. I'm gonna like make a pot of macaroni and cheese and I'm gonna eat a pint of Hagen Dazs. I'm gonna drink this bottle of wine and I'm gonna like. Just, I mean, yeah, because fucking ego was like, yeah, you gonna eat mac and cheese, you gonna eat some Hagen Dazs, you gonna drink yeah. that bottle of wine, you gonna feel, you're gonna fucking, you're still gonna feel shitty. Then we're gonna feed yeah. you shitty food, so then you're gonna feel yep. shitty. Have the shits, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and we're gonna and we're driving this bus until you decide to get back in the pat into the driver's seat. And that always happens like, okay, enough. Like, I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to take control. And like, it was always that push-pull. And you, I, you didn't, I didn't understand the why behind that. I didn't understand why I would fall. Like, you know, my nutrition coach would be like, why did you fall into, I would call it like, I had like committed carbicide. Or like, I fell into, I fell into, a, I fell into a box of pizza and I didn't find myself out of it. <laughs> because I, it was... I was thinking about something else and it made me upset. And so instead of dealing with that or being okay with that, I was like, I want to eat cheese pizza and I want mm -hmm. a pint of ice cream. And that is going to make me feel better, even though I'm not hungry. Right. Yeah, isn't that crazy? 
It's nuts. It's so crazy. It's nuts. nuts. It's nuts. So it's it, insanity now, is what it is. it is. Now, I wanted to, well, I don't know if you had it, because I wanted to get to this note here, but I don't know if it jumps yeah. ahead from any notes that you have. Um, but I'm just going to be honest. I really like when it starts going into how money can activate the pain body and cause complete unconsciousness. And this concept that the pain body is fueled by our unconsciousness. The pain body needs our unconsciousness. It cannot tolerate the light of presence. I love that so fucking much. You know, it's like, um, look, you know, a lot of people in our generation and at least some of, at least the contemporaries that I grew up with or whatever you want to call it, you know, they, they don't understand my relationship with, with money and material things. And we've talked about this in so many episodes where, you know, it was the check, you know, the, 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 the list, the check boxes, you know, the, the car, the two cars, the, 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 the house, the extra house, the boat, the, you know, on and on and on and on and more and more and more and more at an age where everybody was ramping up, so to speak, I was purposely, right? Not because I didn't have a job, not because I didn't have income, not because I don't make a good living. But I was purposely scaling back. Like, I'm like, no, I want less, right? So, and the, the short, like, the short-term results of that were, you know, odd for some people. And some people are like, dude, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, people will say, like, asshole things. Like, oh, you know who says things like that? People who don't have money. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not my situation. So. Um, but I think that one thing that happened when I, when Lauren and I started taking this approach um, is re- realizing, and not in these words, but definitely realizing how the whole money thing can activate the pain body for sure and, and can cause complete unconsciousness. And it's, it's, yeah, because I, if you think about what you're using that money for, Mm-hmm. You know, like the accumulation of wealth, the accumulation of what? Yeah, that is is fine if the pursuit is not to fill, you know, your own worth. Right. That's that what sense? I'm talking. And about. I'm sure. Listen. Perfect and, sense. And yes, conceptually, like we can all like nod our heads and agree. And somewhere out there, someone's going to be like, yeah, that's great, but tell that to the motherfucker who is being led completely by ego and is cheating all the way to the top. And my answer to that person is like, well, you know what? Do you want to live like that motherfucking guy? That guy is probably not free. I have, I, I have known very, very like wealthy people who perpetuate an image of success and are more nervous, neurotic, tethered to anxiety than anyone, than, than, than other people, than, I mean, definitely than me, you know? And it's one of those things where, and I know that, like, you know, what's that old lyric, like, more money, more problems? Like, kind of, 
Kind of because like you need like if you we you said it before we started recording. There's only 24. Did you say before we started recording? Or was it after? Uh, like hours in the day. I think I think I said it before we started recording. Okay, so there's only 24. Hours, we all have 24 hours in the day, right? Like you cannot yeah. divide that. Those that's it. Time is finite. It's done. It's like that's it. And so if you choose to do use if you choose your time and you're doing this one thing, then you're just, you can't do something else. Right. And it's that thing that you're doing, you know, is accumulating you wealth beyond, you know, you know, all possible realms of dreams is fine. But if you're miserable the entire time you're doing it and you're not free to enjoy it, then what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Seriously, what is what the, the fuck point? is the point? What the fuck is the yeah. point? I know. Like, I like the idea of a private jet, but I also like the idea of, like, I don't know, like, being at home with my animals and my family and enjoying that time and not having to be, like, on the phone with, I don't know, who, when, where, what, why, tied and pulled and the freedom of, of living my own life, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I don't understand reality shows anymore. I mean... Like I would never. I don't think I would ever purposely sign up for one. I don't think I would, but um, <laughs> I don't think I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, hey, man, never say never. This is the contract. Um, but like I, you know, you mortgage your life for someone else's entertainment. Yeah. You know, and then yeah, there's always going to be kind of like there's always like something something shitty is going to happen because. There's no way that you can be aware of, like, present in that when you're, like, when you know that you're being fucking filmed. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, I just think that, that the, the, the chapter is, is really cool when it comes to what I call, I call it, I've tit- not titled it, I shouldn't say that. I've named it the, the turning point. I, this is, like, the, you have the information and now it's about internalizing it so it can change what you project out and what you, you know, what, what you attract and change what you attract. Um, so, uh, and that's, that's basically what I've, what, what I got out of it, that knowing that things we identify with strongly uh, turns into ego and, you know, the ego is fueled by unconsciousness. You know, and, um, and unconsciousness is the lack of presence, not being present, not understanding what your meaning is behind the things that you're doing, not being engaged in what you're doing, not allowing yourself to experience positive emotions, all those things that I always talk about, you know, and that's all those involve being mindful, being present, you know, so um, yeah. definitely love the chapter for sure. This is like my favorite chapter. This, um, I, the chapter was good because it, it does... I don't know, maybe I, I'm the kind of person that when I'm, like, I applied it as I went, like, I read a chapter, I, I, we learned the concepts, and then, like, I immediately was like, okay, let's, let's apply it, let's see if we can make this work, right? right. So we started with one plus one equals two, and I was like, yep, yeah, one plus one equals two, one apple, one apple, two apples. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it was like, and then it starts to build on itself, and so you, you, you keep to apply it. So now that we're at six, they're asking us to do the application now. Now, right. Right, right. You, you see the so you're putting it together, mm-hmm. um, and um, 
And it's like, yeah. So I was reading it and I was like nodding my head a lot. I was like, yep, yep, yep. This is, yes, agreed 100%. Agreed 100%. Things that I, the some of the, what did I look? Um, you, you mentioned so many of them already that I feel like I'm just going to be like reiterating what you've already said. But that, it no, is, no. it's just like, I don't, I don't have anything more to add, honestly. Okay. I just don't. It, um, you know, like he talks about the moment. He, I guess he was talking to a. He he presents a, a an example where he's talking to a patient or someone who came to see him, um, and I guess he was going through something and something was going on, and so his advice to her is that when he was, she was in a moment of feeling bad right like there was something was going on and it was it was what was happening right there was something she was feeling bad and his response was there is nothing you can do about the fact that at this moment this is what you feel now instead of wanting this moment to be different from the way that it is which is what you said about which adds pain to the pain um can you completely accept this moment for what it is and just like do you find yourself are there moments where you are where you are not or you have like in your past been like unconscious i'll give you examples for me they are like when i'm driving i'm never conscious and i'm and when i'm driving i'm in my head having conversations with people analysis of things i'm completely wrapped up in my head when i'm driving driving and in the shower Yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh, yeah. When I'm driving and I'm in the shower, those are the two places where my brain can like literally take off with itself. If I'm, what I've been good at is I use those moments to um, do like an analysis of like, I, I'll use it for like, I'll, I'll channel work, right? Like instead of right. like things that will like bring me other places, I'll like, instead of like yeah. thinking about like, oh, mom and I, like my family and I's dynamic is weird. So let me spend the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes in the shower, like thinking about ways to make it better. And I end up just having a fight with my family. Right. <laughs> like, like, let me revisit every argument that we're having on WhatsApp. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Or let oh, me, no. let me think about all of the ways that I can defeat, you know, uh, somebody who is a Trump supporter in an argument on a Facebook comment thread oh no, I was, no, like no, you know no. what i mean like that's kind of like yeah 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 i'll just like go yeah and instead of doing that it's like those i that's where in those places i just like okay let me, oh no i'm in the shower i can let me just enjoy the shower oh i'm driving oh yeah. it's a nice day let me turn on the music and not think about anything else yeah yeah um but i mean yeah I mean, I don't, again, that's why, I, I mean, I know I just... Well, for me, it's when I'm playing music. Do you I think mean, about when, other stuff when you play music, though? You're not, like, in the music in the moment, like, far, far away? Uh, oh, okay. No, no, I meant, I'm sorry. I meant the opposite. Like, that's yeah. when I'm, like, yeah, like, that's Three. my my most full present, full present moment right there, you know? It's, uh, you know, but unconscious moments, sometimes when I'm working out, 
believe it or not, my, my, my mind will go to, you know, different places and, and I have to guide myself back out of it. Like, no, we don't need to be thinking about that right now. Let's get back in it, you know, which probably means I'm not working out hard enough because, you know, when you're in that survival mode, all you can think about is how the hell am I going to get through this last round or whatever, you know? So, but yeah, but, but yeah sometimes that happens. Um, so now that I'm a, uh, now that I'm a, like a novice runner, um, uh-huh. I, I use that time to like to work through things and use the tools that like we've come to learn through through this book to work those things out you know like it's like i'm going to use this time to to find the solutions for these things and so i have a have a systems issue at the office so let me can i work this out here right um if i'm thinking about like you know the other stuff that's going on in my life like being conscious of like of that you know what i'm saying like when he talks about like i'm going to set the time and i'm consciously going to set aside the time to do this and when this is over we're going to set it we're going to put we're going to move past it right so i i definitely have like engaged that tool it's been useful um and when it starts to and you can feel how it, when it starts to go off the rails and then you bring yourself yeah. back like no, no 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 we don't that's not that's not what we're talking about here like come back we don't have to worry about that. That's not, that's up to somebody else to decide that part. This is what we can do here. Um, and I, like, I sent you a text message like two weeks ago when I was like ha- in having, you know, so for the, those of us who are listening, um, the last several weeks is, I mean, I know that we're on chapter six, but who knows how long we've been doing this in the time space continuum. Yeah. But for the last right. couple of weeks, <laughs> it has been a lot of like highs and lows, roller coasters, because we feel very good about things, but then like things, you know, because life inevitably takes sharp left and right turns, and so it has been up and down. And so I sent Carlos a text um, saying that, like, I uh, there's like these like there's two possibilities of things that could happen in this situation. And for the first time since like this came to a head, I am okay with whatever fucking happens. Like, I'm not going to be more happy or less happy with either outcome and I remember and I think I said I'm like and I think that's a good thing that's right yeah that's right you did say that you said it exactly and I think, like and I only, the reason I said that was like when I like when I did the gut check I was like okay it could be this or it could be this and I and I felt them both and I was like yeah they both feel fine like this is good like yep. okay yeah I remember when you sent me that that was that was, that was that's like really that's like tremendous insight right there you know because most people just get stuck on the part that they think they want you know they don't explore the other side or like yeah yeah the the part that they want and yeah which is usually wrapped up with like the fear of losing you know what they have or the unknown right and and sure like there's always you know when you're when you're weighing two options one of the options is something that you know and something that you don't right like you've got a job that is good, but there's an opportunity over here. And maybe, you know, like, do you, do you leave something that you know and you find comfort in and is treated well for the new, exciting other possibility? You don't know, right? Oh. Uh, and so and that's how I felt like I, I, since I don't know, and honestly, like, it's not up to, really, it's not up to me. Um, I only have control up to a certain point, right? Like that's what it felt like. I'm like, well, I've, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing 
doing it all. And I feel really good about what I'm doing. And, and it doesn't come from a place where it's forced or it's like, it's, it's supernatural. Because this is like, when I talk about, it, it, earlier we were talking about like how we found our life. The book's t subtitle is Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. And so the right. question that I want to pose to anyone who's listening to this and if, is have you, over the course of you reading this book, become aware or more aware of or in, to what your life's purpose could be or is, right. you know? Um, and the idea, I think, when I first read it was, I'm going to figure out what I want to do with my life. And what I've come to the realization is I've realized what I'm actually really good at. I've always been good at. Yeah. And how that does that. And so only through this was I able to see that. And knowing that, it's like, okay, well, there's the clear path. I'm just going to continue to, like, if I, if I continue to nourish those skills and do those and focus on that, um, then everything else drives itself. That's everything the thing. Everything like else the, drives every, it, It'll drive itself, you know? And, um, and, yeah, man. So, I mean, that's the, that's magic right there. Like, that's the part that's really cool because, you know, when people think of life's purpose, they automatically think career, they think income, they think, you know, and yeah, no, no, it's no. not, it's much, it's not that. That's not what it is. See, life's purpose is, you know, a career is, is, is a result of, or a specific job or whatever is a result of what life's purpose means, you know? So it's something about you that, you know, leads you, that will lead you to different options. You know, yeah. if you're a coordinator, you're a driver, you, you, you like to get, bring people together, you like to, you know, that can lead to many different things. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I just so don't know how you write that resume. But, you know, that's for somebody else to decide. Well, well you know, I mean, that's why, that's, why, that's why you don't do a resume. You do a CV, a curriculum vitae, right? Dude, you know, because it gives you an opportunity to write about yourself. I'm one of these 2020 people now that's just like, I've figured this out and I'm just, I'm leading by my own personal example and experience. And yeah. what I know. I'm one of these 2020 what I, people now. <laughs> like, I was like, do I need to go get an MBA? No, I think I need an MBA. Oh, I'm just going to do a podcast. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. No, and here's the thing. Like, oh, I'm not an authority on the sense that, like, I have done extensive amounts of research, and I am presenting this to you as, like, here is a proven method. No. What this is, is this is my personal experience. And it's not right. just mine. It's yours. And so you are, my, you are bearing witness, and I am bearing witness to you. And, to, and collectively, what we're telling, what the message here is that there's another way. There's a way out. Right. And we know it to be true because we're experiencing it ourselves. Yeah. You can unplug from the matrix. Completely. Without yeah. it being nasty. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or without going to extremes. Oh. You know? Yeah. Extremes. Yeah. Extremes. Yeah. People love extremes, man. But that's a topic for another time. But for now, George, where can they find this podcast? More than words <laughs> is all I have to. Is that extreme? Is that extreme? That is extreme. Yeah. yeah. You can find this <laughs> podcast wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs>
Apple Podcasts. Don't you love me? Cause I don't Yeah. And you can find us on Instagram at Milwaukee Media. And you can find me at Carlos.Escanilla or my music page at Carlos305Music. And George? You can see me and my new, like, dedication to Team Soul Powerlifting on at George I. Sanchez on Instagram. I've decided to do a full powerlifting cycle, so, and maybe do a meet in 2021. So follow nice. that journey there. Um, for all things Milwaukee Media, please visit us on MilwaukeeMedia.com. If you have an email you want to contribute, you want to add to this conversation, send us an email to milwaukeemedia.gmail.com or, hey, listen, slide it to the DMs on Instagram. We will we'll both answer it. I love that. Yes, I do. All right, guys. Well, all right, everybody. For everything. Thanks for listening, and we will we'll see you on the next one. Yes. Enjoy this episode. Hope you enjoyed this episode. See you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.